would have been. Where did you dig up that old fossil? We'll get to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's not a moment. We're all fine here now, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vadabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And we're coming to you live from the fo- frozen wastelands of Hoth. It is cold. I kind of, When it's a day like this in uh, Winnipeg, I kind of feel like, you know in Hoth, they have the main base, and it's just they're in the middle of nowhere. Like, there's nothing around them. You, yeah. get, you get the feeling that Hoth is kind of like a, a desert planet. Not a deserted planet, but like a lifeless planet. I go, that's well, not really There's that. wampas. There's wampas and tauntauns. <laughs> are we to believe tauntauns are native to the uh, Hoth? Yeah, I don't think they just had them on no, the ship. okay. So, <laughs> so there's life there. And I'm wondering that if you were to pan left, would you see Winnipeg? In the distance. No, you see Norway, but which which isn't far off. That's right. That's you right. see that's the hotel. They, that's where they shot that. That's right. Yeah, I forgot fa- about and that. famously, they shot it right outside the front of the hotel. I think oh. the, I think the scene where uh, where Mark Hamill takes a fall. I think that's on uh, that was Blizzard Day, and they just took brought the camera equipment outside the front of the hotel because it was so brutal. Oh, and wow. and we have days like that here too. Yeah, well, where it's, it's so t- brutal. Today it's not a blizzard, but it's no. very very cold. I was uh, I have the pod log assignment. Yeah, you know what I do that. Uh, I post, I posted the joke yesterday because <laughs> I was like, what's the most ridiculous thing somebody could post? So I said I stick stuck a wire in your ear and listen to your brain, and I put the hashtag pod log. That was my pod log, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, one or two people, I think, got a kick out of it. I think quite a few people got no, a kick out of it. Quite a few. It just yes. looked like a few to me. But um, but uh, my pod log for last week yeah. was the uh, Mark Marin interview with Topher Grace. Yes. Uh, which was pretty good. I didn't mind it. It was an interesting story. It was. It, it was a good story. I listened to it. It was really good. I didn't realize that he had been discovered like that. Like, he was just kind of nobody. And they just picked him and put him, made him the lead role in that '70s show, and that's how he became. Yeah, I had no idea. Anyway, and, um, and she's a smart guy yes. who uh, who is has is conflicted about the job of actor. Yeah, which is interesting. And he plays David yeah. Duke in the new Spike Lee movie, which is right, also interesting. Which I've seen. Oh, have you? Okay. Yeah, and he and he is excellent in it, though not in it that much. Okay, I thought he'd be in it more based on the interview. Yeah, I know. Um, so, but the one thing that he didn't talk about that I really wanted them to talk about was the Phantom edit, which is, of course, his yeah. infamous edit of the uh, the prequel trilogy where he took all three and put them down into one movie. Is that what he did? Yeah, uh, that's oh no, he or I think, just the first film. I think it was just the first film, and he and he re-edited it and made it better. Apparently, yeah. took yeah. out Jar Jar <laughs> being one of the main, I think, takeaway. But there are all other other aspects as well, and he did it to teach himself how to edit. And he did one screening at his house for some friends, and that was it. And he never saw it again. Nobody's ever really seen this. And I was just hoping they would talk about it a little bit. But Mark Maron, I guess Mark Maron's not a Star Wars fan. No, he didn't know about it, so he didn't ask. uh, But I did tweet that out, and I tagged Topher Grace in it, and he favorited my tweet. So that That was was kind of a nice little encounter with a celebrity this week. Um, I yeah. like it when that happens. Yeah, it's always good. And, and another one of our students uh, was talking about the uh, armchair po- uh, armchair expert with Dax Shepard uh, podcast, and uh, Dax Shepard favorited her tweet as well. So there's, you know, as we get as we put this stuff out there, the uh, people hosting these um, podcasts will uh, interact with us. Hopefully, I'm about to do my influencer marketing assignment in my ad class, where I get the students to uh, reach out first, clean up their Twitter profile. Then follow their favorite celebrities. Clean up their Twitter profile. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Like, like 
some of them still have eggs and that's gone away for oh. like that's been away for years <laughs> so so like it's like you have to you have to i guess now it's a meme that egg the, you know the egg that got more I likes i saw that okay, yes yeah. so it's come back to twitter the egg that got more likes but yeah. in any case i try to get him to clean up the profile and then reach out to to a celebrity and send them a fan tweet uh. and see like hey can we get some traction on this who do you think and so you start thinking about who who's too big to even who has a team to look at these right and and so your your chances are nil so you're trying to find the right celebrity between like I'm very desperate for attention and I'm super famous there's a nice middle ground where it's exciting like Mark Hamill where it's exciting to get a like from Mark Hamill yeah but not sure. impossible yeah it's not impossible well, especially he, someone yeah. as, as active as he is like he is yeah. on Twitter a lot. Like some of these celebrities don't really. Even Topher Grace said he's not great on it. And he doesn't right. do it a lot, which m- makes me surprised that he favorited my tweet. But uh, Mark Hamill's there all the time. He's on yeah. Twitter every day and he's making jokes and he's you know interacting with people and yeah, he seems like a great person. He's a great Twitter yeah. guy. And actually, the other Ron Howard is a great Twitter guy. Oh too. yeah, when he was yeah. making Solo, that was just some of the best stuff. Yeah. So uh, and it's 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 uh, you know I hope they bring Ron Howard back to make another Star Wars. I hope so that was fun. It was fun to sort of see that, see him being uh, super social, on uh, online. It's uh, another week, another round of uh, lots of rumors, lots of uh, speculation. You were saying as we were getting coffee. Are we talking about Star Wars? Yeah, of course we're talking about (laughs) Star Wars nerds. I just thought you meant rumors and speculation in general. That's right. Uh, I'm always creating rumors and speculation wherever (laughs) I go. On the bus, sometimes I just make shit up. Why not? When uh, you were saying in coffee, in line for coffee, that yeah. uh, you know it's kind of the dead time for for Star Wars news and and all entertainment really. Yeah. It's kind of dead. Yeah, nothing going on because everyone's waiting yeah. for the Oscars. But like, like, will Bill Maher come back at least? Like, there's like <laughs> nothing. Um, but I guess in the absence of real news, people make up fake news. Do they ever? Which leads me to our clickbait Star Wars headline. Oh, Jabba! What now? <laughs> talking about huh? goodness gracious me all right these are terrible <laughs> this is sponsored a- by flipboard <laughs> right they're paying us for this they're flip we should we should acknowledge that flipboard is is paying us to to, to let everyone know they have spam on there we have well it's not, it's not spam. <laughs> i don't think it's necessarily flipboard's fault no it's it fl- isn't flipboard is probably dominated by an algorithm that uh that you know goes based on clicks and of course clickbait will get you more clicks and that's yeah. That's how we end up in this mess. But Flipboard, I, I use Flipboard on a daily basis, and when I'm on the bus in particular, like for instance, I'm. Uh, that's how I know that the six-inch General Grievous figure is going to come out soon. Yeah, and I looked at that. I saw it on the bus, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's actually a really nice, it's a really beautiful figure." Yeah. So uh, if it wasn't for Flipboard, I I wouldn't get uh, that stuff. Like I would, I'd have to like actively seek it as opposed to have it served up to me. Yeah, no, they've so done a good. pretty good job with but that. But mixed in every once in a while are bad headlines and clickbait, like Star Wars. John Boyega shares ominous photo from Episode Nine. <gasps> ominous. Oh, uh oh. What would that be? Oh, did he die? Is it a picture of him covered in blood? The photo. <laughs> the photo. Uh, which he posted on Instagram, shows Boyega's hand covered in dirt, dust, and a spot of blood. Wah, wah. Yeah, no kidding. This is, I'm going to go da, actually da, da. take a look at this photo and see what it is. I mean, they're on the set. They're in Salt Lake City. Um, they're on. <laughs> it's just his hands. It's just his hands. <laughs> what is this? How is this an ominous photo? Uh, they, he could have he taken that photo after they finished shooting the scene in uh, 
at the end of The Last Jedi. You know, he was in a desert. Anyway. Oh, oh here's what he wrote. Great day work. Great working day on set. The whole team pushed themselves today to achieve something visually crazy. I've had many moments of shock on set, but not like today. And I can't wait until you know why. I can't wait either. Okay, and I think I have a feeling that maybe your next one that you're going to tell us is the one that I've been seeing. That's now, it. That's all I have for today. Oh, oh, there's another one. There, Go ahead. No, there is another. <laughs> and that other one is, uh, um, uh, I think, based on the one that you just shared us, which is there's no shortage of people who have read into that and then published something where they're like, uh, what is the big surprise going to be in, the, in episode nine? What is it going to be? And uh, I believe this to be bullshit, and that is what, what they're – and this is only speculation. I, I would not call this a spoiler, but it's the classic speculation disguised as um, – we're breaking news here. And it's, I'll bet Han Solo comes back in episode oh, nine. Oh, come on. There's about ten articles like that on Flipboard, and we've you and I have talked about this. The only way I could ever see that happening is if the movie we could be fun switcheroo to start the movie with a flashback. Yeah. And and people go, he's back. And then just but no, it's a flashback. That's the only possible way I could see it happening. He's not going to be a forest ghost. I think to take back what happened in Force Awakens makes that movie almost useless. And JJ is directing this one. So, you know, he's not going to do that. No, that does, it just doesn't add up. But that appears to be so when Boyega says I've been he said surprised many times. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. People have taken that to mean, well, the reason he's surprised is because Harrison Ford walked onto the set. I don't think he would have been surprised. He probably knew they've got a schedule. They've got a shooting there's a schedule. Script. Yeah, there's, there's a script. There's a thing that says Harrison Ford on set today. And there's like, yeah, you know, they, there's no surprise. Well, yeah, <laughs> but 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 you know what I we know what I like about this. We could make up any surprise and and publish an article and maybe Flipboard would pick it's it up. It's got to have something to do with the special yeah. effects or the stunts right. or something. Like it's like that's the kind of stuff you're not really sure what it's going to look like until you see it. Yeah. So it's it's just, you know, something they they were able to accomplish on set that looked really cool. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm I'm not surprised about because it's Star Wars and I right. am excited to see because I want to see this freaking movie. Right, exactly. So, there we go. But uh I was thinking we should make up. I'm going to publish something, make up a surprise, <laughs> yes. and see if it shows up. And the surprise is George Lucas walked onto the set, and he said he said to Abr- to J.J. Abrams, "I hate the job you're doing. You're useless. I can't believe they ever get let- out. I'm taking I- over. Right. <laughs> so get the hell out." And J.J. Abrams said, "George, you're right. I did a disservice to Star Wars. I don't like the first film I made. Chewie didn't hug Leia in a key scene." <laughs> I don't like any of it, and you're right. I'm doing the same mismanagement on this sequel. I can't even believe that they gave me this sequel after I, after I did <laughs> I that one. That and so he hung his head and walked off the set, and George Lucas proceeded to restart the shooting of Episode Nine with less than a year to go. That's and my. That's my. Brings, lo- and he brings Jar Jar back. <laughs> and and Ahmed Best was seen suiting up. Yeah, that's right. So um, so so I think if we. I think we could get some traction for this if we if we play this <laughs> yes, right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. 
All right. Uh, some some Star Wars news this week. EA announced uh, that it is now it is discontinuing. I don't know how far along they were, yeah. but they were in the process of developing an open world Star Wars game, which I think sounds really yes. cool. I mean, come oh, on, it's like a Grand Theft Auto for Star Wars. Like not necessarily the violent part of it, but like the the idea of being able to go anywhere in this world yeah. and do anything you wanted to. We need a game like that, like the Grand Theft Auto of Star Wars. That's what I said, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Except without the theft, the grand theft, and the, and and the, the autos, <laughs> and the strip clubs. Although they could, you yeah. could go see like a, a a Twilight dancer or something in a club, maybe. But uh, yeah, that, this is it's unfortunate that they're doing this. Yeah. Uh, the article I have says that they're quote fully committed to making more Star Wars games. Well, no kidding. You have the license for it. Like, does that mean, oh, we're, that basically means like we're not giving up this license, Ugh. which I think a lot of people would like to see because they have not made the best Star Wars games in the last few years. Battlefront, the first Battlefront was widely criticized for being only online with no campaign mode. The second Battlefront had the campaign mode, but had all that crappy pay-to-play stuff and all the loot yeah. boxes, which people hated. And, and I'm also, I was not a fan of being forced to play uh, through going through the campaign mode and being forced to play on the side of the Empire. I understand that was the story, but I don't like that. I always choose a rebel. I always choose the the uh, or the clone art, well, clone you, trooper. Okay, spoiler alert: You do get to be on the rebel side right. eventually. Oh my god, how long did that take? Yeah, it was like three or four missions before you got there. Yeah, so so I wasn't a I wasn't a big fan of it personally. Like I loved the two original games. I played those to death. I unlocked everything on that second Battlefront, like the missile, like. Um, shooting the missile with the missile trooper, the guided missile and all that stuff. That was just, it was gold. I couldn't get enough of it. And and morphing into the Jedi and killing people, that was fantastic. But um, when I saw the story, actually, that you're talking about, my first reaction was, they're making an open world Star Wars game? I know, and yeah, I was excited. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, nope. the articles, they've, they've stopped making one, which is depressing. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not, I'm not really even a big fan. The other games they've been developing are these... Uh, these app games, these these mobile games on your iPhone. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of those either no. because they're all again they're all pay to play. They're all like just like every yeah. other uh, freemium game out there. Like you you have to buy credits or whatever to to move up, and it's not fun. And they're, or yeah. they're card based games, which I'm not a fan of. Like there's no real. My favorite Star Wars game on my phone is still uh, Knights of the Old Republic, which yeah. I still play every once in a while. So they're just not doing a great job of making these games. I'm really kind of disappointed overall with the with EA's, you know, yeah, job. I, yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's no shortage of great games out there, and so you, so starting in the game industry, if if any, probably any Star Wars fan could look at their favorite game and go, a Star Wars version of this would be great. Yeah. And I'm actually thinking of like the uh, Witcher Three, okay, which took me forever to finish, and I did. I think ultimately, I think I got most everything in that game. All, if that's, I don't even know if that's possible. But as much of it as I p- could find to do, basically, put it that way. And as I was playing it, I couldn't help but think, boy, this would be amazing. Like, he's on a horse, so we'd want to change that. Right. But, I mean, you have a speeder. Right. But, or, or speeder, or who knows what, or some creature, or whatever. whatever oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. could do it. It could be a tauntaun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So there, there's lots of different things you could do, but I just kept thinking, boy, in the Star Wars universe, this game would just kick ass. And the, and the discovering new places and cities to visit. 
and all of that. Oh, it would be amazing to do it's, that. It, in a way, it would be easier than developing a game like that because for Witcher, yeah. they they have to like come up with their concept art. They have to develop like the look of everything before they put it into the game. Yeah. That stuff already exists in Star Wars. We know what almost like you could put Coruscant mm-hmm. in there. You could put Tatooine and and Hoth and all the main planets, Endor, and that stuff's already been made in mm-hmm. other forms. So they were they've already got a head start. So it's just a matter of, of coding it, getting into the game, and developing the gameplay. And there's so many other games that have that type of gameplay. It's not a difficult thing to do. I mean, I'm saying this knowing nothing about well, making video games. Well, when you see <laughs> powered by Unreal Engine, right. that tells yes. you. Like I used to play those Unreal Unreal Tournament and the Unreal single player games. Like those used to be among my favorite games. Unreal Tournament, I played that endlessly and. Um, they had capture the flag, Unreal. That was part of the tournament yep. or whatever. And I, pl- I just played the like, I played those games till I perfected them, till I could basically play any level with the character and just run through it without getting killed. Like you, you sort of could figure it out after a time. And I was like, yeah, so that that's what that means. It means like that they made an engine that worked for a game, and that now it's licensable, and other people can use it to make their own games. So I think, uh, you know, uh, we would love to see a great Star Wars game. Again, it's been quite a while. Yeah, like that. Like to me, the the new Battlefronts. I mean, I played that. I I borrowed that last game, and I just couldn't get into it. The 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 original Battlefronts that you're talking about were on the original Xbox. Yeah, that's how long ago that was. Yeah. You can't even get that for the 360. No. It's no. like it's like so old that it's not even. I mean, can you download it now? I don't even know. You, they should be able to they're, download it, right? Yeah, you'd think. I mean, they redid the Halo game, the original Halo game. Although the punchline to that was, I was like, hey, I can play the original Halo on my new souped-up Xbox, and this is going to look great. And the thing it revealed was, well, the original game by today's standards wasn't that good. not great, right, right, right. <laughs> no, no, but that, that's like yeah. kind of goes to the territory. And I think if you go in expecting that, like that was part of their mistake in marketing that game and mm-hmm. the, is that they just kind of um, – they made you think it was going to look so much better. But it's it's an old game. You can't get around that. But if they re- they should at least release those – Original Battlefront games on like a online store or something, so you can download that into your system and oh, play it. Oh, I love the Jetpack so Trooper, and there there's so many. There's so, and, and and there were maps on that on those games that were just the best. That even, were just the best to play. Even Shadows of the Empire for the uh, 64. Yeah, was a great yeah game. I mean, it was blocky. The graphics aren't great, but by by at that time it was good. But that was had a lot of fun game mechanics and a lot of fun. Um, kind of levels, and sure, you were playing as this Han Solo knockoff, but whatever, it didn't oh, matter. Oh, I know, that was our first look at Kessel, was it not? Shadows so. of the yes, Empire? Yes, it was, it was, In yes. a game. Yes. A, yeah, yeah, with the lava, yep. I think that was the level. Yeah. I like that level. But then there was, uh, the space stuff wasn't that great in Shadows no, of the Empire. It was but... hard to control the bloody <laughs> ship, I remember. <laughs> it was always looping around in circles. That's it looked true. stupid, yeah. but I think you had to do that to I'm forgetting the other Star Wars games, of course, that are out yeah. there are the Lego, oh, there's lots. the Lego Star Wars series, which is, you know, it's it's like any of those other Lego games yeah. are fun, but... The realism well, isn't there. No, but yeah. you, you can play through it, and there's a lot of fun stuff. There's a lot of uh, detail in the uh, background and stuff like that, but it's, it's you know, it's a Lego game. It's not the real not the real deal. I, I also played all of those computer games. Some of those classic Star Wars computer games. Like, I upgraded computers for no other reason back in the day. I had no reason to have a computer. Well, I told myself <laughs> I had reasons to have a computer, but I really didn't. And even pre this is like even like internet doesn't work era. 
And I would, I'd even upgrade my computer at sometimes just so I could play this new Star Wars games. Like and there tie, was a million. Tie Fighter. There was oh yeah, there was those. That was an early one. I played that. There was the X-wing squad, or Rogue Squadron. Yeah. There was. Oh, I'm trying to remember everything on there. There's more than that. Oh, there was the one where you're the where you're the stormtrooper. Uh, shoot, I can't remember it. It was really good. You're throwing grenades a lot. I remember. Anyway, I don't remember, I, I don't remember the name of that game. But there there was lots of them, and I played those games to death, and it was just great being like sort of immersive in this immersed in the Star Wars universe. But games have come a long way, and it would be great to to have that. And I I appreciate Battlefront for what it looks like. I'm just not a fan of the gameplay anymore. It, it gets boring once you yeah. finish the campaign. Like I like a, I'm just not a fan of the online. No, me neither. Tournament style, um, and that's I mean that kind of goes for any game. Although I will say, like a game like Fortnite, I said this a long time ago in this podcast. Mm-hmm. A game like Fortnite has managed to kind of land on this format that that really works, and that it is kind of different every time, and there is mm-hmm. di- things you do that that are different. Which makes it fun every time you play, but that doesn't happen for Battlefront. No. And I just kind of, yeah. Once you finish through the campaign, there's not much else you can do with it. So I, I'm I'm looking for a game like the open world idea would be good. There's so much to a game like Grand Theft Auto as far as the side missions and the little detail. Did you ever finish that? By the way, you were working on like a completing the everything on Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, I did. Did you do everything? Yeah, and, okay. you, and you get a shirt that says you did everything. Like you get a digital <laughs> shirt. And so I took a, shirt. so yes, yeah, so I took a picture of my character wearing the hundred percent shirt, and and I was like, oh, this is great. And I was like, well, now what do I do? Like nothing. <laughs> and uh, and but here's the joke. Uh, I ha- uh, there's a little uh, a little family member who lives in Alberta, a little guy, and he loves Grand Theft Auto. And we went for dinner with uh, with this little guy, and he in his in his favorite game is Grand Theft Auto. And he's like talking all about he's just a little guy oh playing Grand Theft Auto, and they're kind of like, uh, you know, like <laughs> oh, we let him play it. I don't know. And uh, and so I and I showed him the picture, and he was like, holy shit! Like he his eyes bugged out. He was like, all oh, right, you're cool. Like <laughs> this was like you're in. This is great. Um, and another, uh, uh, we had some family members visit from Austria, oh. uh, and uh, and um, the and with and uh, the family does not have a TV mm-hmm. in Austria, and the boy uh, was taken with the TV first of all, but secondly, Grand Theft Auto once again, and was playing it like just like like can I go can I leave the table now? Like it was like one of those deals. Yeah. Reminded me of being a kid. Can I leave the table now? Yeah, 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 You're yeah, eating yeah. dinner like uh, uh, you like three bites so you can run back to the game. So he was doing that. <laughs> And uh, and uh, I I do think so so you know and and his dad was like well he doesn't speak English very well so he doesn't know all the what's going on with all the swearing. <laughs> what about the strippers? Yeah, uh, that well he didn't make it that far in the game. So. Okay. But but uh, by the way that that opening gun battle in the last Grand Theft Auto takes forever. But imagine so <laughs> but that it shows you but but it shows you like if kids are familiar with that that's how you get kids into Star Wars. That's the yeah. That's if it was now, Star that's War- the gateway. If that was a Star Wars yeah. game, I would ne- have had no qualms about letting my kids play. I won't let my kids play Grand Theft Auto, but I would have no problem with letting my kids play the, a Star Wars version of that. Right. And it's it's like Grand Theft Star Auto... Star Wars doesn't have blood covered in everything, so no, you, it wouldn't be like that. But, but Grand Theft Auto has been around for so long. Like, this is mm-hmm. a game that's... I mean, I remember playing the original one. Um, you oh, know, me too. Remember the top down? It was a kind yeah. of a little, little... It was still a lot of fun. And it looked blocky. And, yeah. it, looked, and it was more cartoony than realistic right. like it is now. But yeah. then when they went to like the th- Grand Theft Auto 3 and the, the 3D environment and then yeah. Vice City and then... Uh, San Andreas, like so many different versions of this have been out now that there's no reason why EA can't develop this game. Yeah. Right? The Star Wars game. Why not? Yeah. 
We know what we know what success looks like in one of those games. And also, I always one of my favorite things about the open world game is just running around, walking around. Hey, there's a forest. <laughs> you walk into the forest, you're like, oh, there's nothing here. Okay, like it's but it but it really has the feel of of uh, walking around in everyday life. And actually, sometimes when I like when I play the Mad Max open world game. Um, it reminds me what summer is like. It reminds me like, <laughs> oh, sometimes there's different weather when it's not freezing cold. Like it actually ta- it actually does uh, take your mind. It brings your mind to a different place. Oh. That's what a good immersive open world game yeah. does. I mean, right? Knights of the Old Republic is somewhat of an open world game, but yeah. there's still like uh, parts you have to do. But again, that's really old and the, the graphics are really blocky and, yeah. and there could be so much better. Yeah. You know, when you go on vacation – and and you come back from the vacation, but you can imagine where you walked and where everything is in relation to each other. Like when I think of New York City, I'm like, okay, the Letterman Theater is right there on Broadway, and then you can see central. You can walk to Central Park up that way, and then down there is Times Square, where you can get tickets to Broadway show. And so it's sort of like all mapped out. I was thinking the other day, I can actually remember like the physical locations of things in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> like I can remember the mall. In the second game, like where you could get into that mall yep, and run around. Yep, Remember yep. that? Like you get yourself I, into the music store and you can oh, hold up there and hold that, off the cops. Seriously, that was a prime place to yep, be to hold yep. off those cops. Yep. <laughs> or the top of the escalators yeah, was pretty yeah, good yeah. too. If Throw you want, some if grenades you down there. Your, if, you, <laughs> if you wanted to get your star rating up to five stars, yeah, oh yes, you just get into that music store and get behind the counter and just keep taking out those cops, and you're uh, you're you can be there forever. You, they can't get you. Right. And similarly, there was another Grand Theft Auto where there was the car dealership, and you could get up to the second level. And block, block the uh, entranceway with yeah. a car, yeah. and then you could just stand in there, get your five star rating, and watch all hell break loose. While you just stood and looked out the window and watch helicopters now, crashing. What, what would the equivalent to that <laughs> be in Star Wars? Let's, but, let's bring this to Star Wars. But that's right. But that's what I'm saying. Wouldn't that be great in Star Wars to do that? To ha- to be like a bounty hunter or to be like a, a criminal in the Star Wars universe and just create havoc and then get up, go go into the Bantha dealership or whatever whatever it is and, bo- and block the door block the door with a bantha and just watch all hell break <laughs> break loose in the star wars universe See, but, but I, that was fun that's what's fun about the open world games. what i could imagine it being is that it would be really fun if it was the empire so you're doing something against the empire so you were like you are a criminal to the empire right that'd but be you're, great but you're still a good guy like that's yeah. the rebels are good guys but they are to, to an empire imperial troopers you're you're criminals so that mm-hmm. would be the you're in an empire occupied like that, that for jedi from uh from rogue mm-hmm. one and you have to do something and you steal something and then you have a star rating they they chase after you just like the cops chase after you in grand theft auto and you can find a spot where you can you know you can hold them off and that would be and just seeing the stormtroopers like fall over and and you know, blow up and that kind of stuff would be so much fun. We've done. Yeah. Let's let's make this game, Kenton. We, what, we don't. Who do, who can we lobby? If only uh, we uh, knew a creative executive who, who worked at. Well, Leaks. we do. We do. But I don't know if he oversees that stuff. But we also have a major um, developer just come here to Winnipeg. Oh. Ubi, Ubisoft now yeah. has offices in Winnipeg. Yeah. So maybe Ubisoft should put in a bid for the the Star Wars license and try and take that away from EA so that we could have a a good Star right. Wars. And game. we're not even saying like. You know, when we when you say Grand Theft Auto, the problem is that's loaded with so many like so many yeah, people no. hate the whole idea of that game. That's not what we mean. No, we mean open world, the ability to whatever to be a good guy or create havoc, just like that. And that's what those open world games allow you to do. It allows you to sort of 
to be the hero or to not be the hero and to and to see what the repercussions are yeah. of doing all that. I mean, uh, yeah, for sure. The setting of Grand Theft Auto, all of them was like you're a criminal and you have to do bad things, including murdering people and that kind of right. stuff, which is not great. So you'd have to find a way to, around that kind of stuff. Uh, like what I like about, again, going back to Knights of the Old Republic is that you have the dark side or light side thing. Right. So you can, like, depending on what you do in the game, you can end up on the dark side if you're evil. Or if you do good things, you can end up on the light side. But you can't just murder people in the streets. You know what? That was another game that I liked for Xbox was the Je- the Jedi, Jedi Training Camp. Or <laughs> Jedi <laughs> Padawan. What was that called again? Ugh. I don't know. Okay, but but basically you were a trainee at uh, the Jedi Temple. Oh, I remember this. Remember? I, don't remember, I don't remember what it was called. And the I first remember, scene, yeah. you gotta like you learn how your powers work and you save the people, like that kind of thing. And throughout the game, you can use you can you can upgrade your powers and you can decide and you can choose dark side powers, light side powers. And so, but the problem was the dark side choking power was so good. That it sort of forced, it kind of made you go. It made you go in that direction because you're like, well, that stops everything. So right. I, I'm going to do that one. But you could choose, and then by the end of the game, the gameplay changed based on um, what powers you'd selected. So that was kind of a like that's a great idea. But but the game itself wasn't quite open world. Like it, yeah, you know, it sort of pushed you. You're not thinking of Force Unleashed, are you? No, no, no. Okay. There was another one. I, let, for, let me Force, see if I can find Force it. Force Unleashed was the one where you are um, Darth Vader's apprentice. I like that and, one too. That was, but the, but similarly, the one, the problem with that one is that that Force Lightning takes out everybody. You've got the Force Lightning, which really should be reserved for like the Emperor and people up high enough in that dark side that they can do it. Like I don't even think Darth Vader can do Force Lightning. Yeah. Right. So, so I don't know why they give this guy this newbie force lightning right away, where that's just you just can fry everything. There's no there's no real yeah. challenge to it if you use the force lightning. Uh, the the game, by the way, Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy, right? Okay, is what it was called. Yeah. So Jedi Academy, and oh shoot, it just flipped, flipped me to Amazon.com so I can buy it. Well, buy it. But uh, what system? For Xbox. That was Xbox. Um, oh, I lost it. Okay. Oh well. Um, <laughs> But uh, but that was the game. I I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, me I enjoyed too. most Star Wars games, even even ones that ultimately were shitty for gameplay. I still loved being in the Star Wars universe, yeah. and I think I th- yeah, like let's do it. Let's have an open world game. I don't see why not. We should so. let's lobby people. Let's irritate them online. Okay. Let's uh let's let's I'm go good, let's let's that. pick it outside Ubisoft. By the way, is it Ubisoft or Ubisoft? Ubisoft. Ubisoft. I've never heard it said out loud. Ubisoft. <laughs> Ubi- Ubisoft, Ubisoft, Ubisoft. Is it pierogies or petahe? What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> is it is it pierogi or pierogi? Oh, it depends on where you're from. That's right. Um, <laughs> That's okay. right. That's correct. Happy Ukrainian New Year, by the way. Uh, and, and thank you. <laughs> Let's finish up with a happy birthday to Mr. James Earl Jones, who turned oh. 88 this week. I saw something online that said he only made $7,000 recording the voice for the first Star Wars. That doesn't surprise me. No, it doesn't doesn't surprise me yeah, either. I don't know. I, don't, I can't verify how true that is. But but he's since become yeah. much, much oh. more no, well-known for it. And uh, he is, of course, the Darth Vader. Um, and he's also reprising his role as... Uh, the Simba's dad in the new Lion King. He's oh, I forgot vo- about he's that. Voicing the, he did the original voice of the dad yeah. in the first movie, and he's doing it again for this movie. Although I suspect, obviously, he doesn't have as big of a part because he gets killed. Spoiler alert. Um, what? But- <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> but um, yeah, James, James Earl Jones. Like he's. It's funny because he does. 
he does the voice. I think he only does it for specific. Um, like he did it for he did it for Rogue One, right? Was this last, was the last time he came back for it? He's credited yeah. he's credited as doing oh. it for Rebels. Yeah, that's right. But our friend Matt Sloan from Blame Society Films, who does Darth Vader as well, for he did Darth Vader for uh, for The Force Unleashed and for Battlefront, both mm-hmm. Battlefront games. He also did Darth Vader's voice for Rebels. And he told me, he was here for FanQuest two years ago, and he told me that he did it, he got paid for it, but they credit James Earl Jones for it. They don't credit Matt Sloan. What? Yeah, I don't know why. This could be huge news. Have well, you ever- I, don't, I don't, we never really got into it. Like, he just, we, we talked about, uh, this is actually at the Star Wars Social. We were at the Star Wars Social hanging out, having some drinks and talking about that stuff, and uh, their friend Adam was like, yeah, it doesn't say your your name on that. It says James Earl Jones. He's like, well, I did it. I went and recorded that stuff. And he he said he recorded all those parts, and they, they gave the credit to James Earl Jones. Well, so could this sure be one of those deals where, like, for instance, you can't um, get a sound-alike actor for a commercial, like Bette Midler sued and Tom Waits sued Doritos, I think, oh. for, yeah, for getting sound-alikes and, and sort of going, oh, you won't do our commercial? We'll get the Tom Waits sound like to do our Doritos commercial. He, <laughs> and I think both of them sued. I can't remember who Bette Midler sued. I think it was a car company, and they both won. And it was like, yeah, you can't just get a sound alike and, and lead people to believe. So that could be something like that. It could be where if you get someone who's, a, who's essentially doing a James Earl Jones impression of a character he does, maybe he gets credit. Though that would still be news, I think. But, but – um... He, but Matt Sloan gets credit. He also does the voice of Darth Vader on the Freemaker Chronicle, the, the Lego um, Star Wars show, the Freemaker yeah. or whatever it is, and um, which is a more cartoony. Lego is always more cartoony and comedic, mm-hmm. um, and he gets he gets credit for oh, that role. So interesting. So I think that it depends on what it is. If it's kind of a mainstream canon uh, Star Wars, like Rebels, like um, like Rogue One. Oh no, he James Earl Jones did do it for Rogue One. Like that was absolutely him. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, Matt Sloan said he did he did record it, or maybe James Earl Jones did one episode, and then they just kind of kept the credit on there. So I should yeah. actually I'm gonna check that right now and see if I'm I'm still right about that. I know we got to wrap things up quickly. Hold on. Oh, you hit two, you hit two mics. I just smashed my computer into some microphones. We, um, we regularly uh, ram into our mics while we're talking and, and gesturing. We hit them, but I've never actually seen the two mic hit that you just <laughs> somehow pulled off. It's like the seven bladed razor. It's a similar similar thing. We never thought it would come, and yet that day is here. You know, it's funny. I just googled. I just googled Darth Vader voice bind. It's got a bunch of people here. It mm-hmm. does not have Matt Sloan. I know he does it. I know he does it. Huh. Can we ask him for clarification? Maybe that's I can what, do that. Yeah, I can probably maybe. send him a message. I'm and just ask interested. Him. We're Facebook friends now. Just say uh, I'm, I'm I'm tight with the uh Sloney boy as he likes to be called. <laughs> Sloney boy? Yeah, they call him Sloney. Matt Sloan, his name's Sloan. Um yeah, it doesn't say anything here. Anyway. Um Whatever. Anyway, yeah, we'll find out. We'll get to the bottom of it. Okay, but well, before, let, but I'll, let's I'll, do it because let's get. An, I'll, I'll see if I can get him in for an interview. Oh, that'd be Skype nice. Interview, and then we'll see if he'll talk about it. Let's blow the lid off this <laughs> hot, and then we can write a fake news story that and publish but it. But that kind of begs the question that you know, James Earl Jones is eighty-eight years old. You know, he's not going to be Can't around do it forever. forever. So what happens when he either retires or passes? 
who's gonna uh, would they would they just get rid of Darth like would they stop telling Darth Vader stories? I don't think so. No. But. Well, Darth Vader will always be the Star Wars villain, you know that people love. Actually, no. I was gonna say love to hate, but they actually just love them. <laughs> so, so, um, I, I, you know, my guess is they probably have uh, fifteen hours of him, of right. his voice yeah. in the can. If they can make, like, if they can bring uh, Carrie Fisher back for Episode Nine, they can bring James Earl right. Jones back for Darth Vader. Although, you know, that end of Rogue One gets rougher every time I see it. <laughs> The, the claymation. I, I, I stop it at that. I stop it before. Yeah. I stop it after the Darth Vader yeah. kicks ass. Scene well, you see her it. from the back, though. You're like, oh, that's yeah. the exciting scene. It's when she turns around and she turns into Large Marge claymation and goes. Ah! <laughs> it's, it's like the scene right out of Pee Wee's Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Hope. Anyway. Hope. That's gonna do it for this episode <laughs> of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vadabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Hope. Don't let don't let the force hit you in the ass. No, I am the master. TK421, do you come? Going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. <laughs>